Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, May the 4th. We are rocking and rolling in the studio again. I am excited, excited, excited for today's episode. I have a very special guest with me, someone that I have been wanting to have on the show for quite some time. We've connected and it might even be almost over a year ago now and talking about our grief and just and just having that opportunity to build with one another. And when I had this podcast created, I wanted to make sure that it was a platform where we can come and talk about our grief. And it's not just about me. It's about giving that opportunity to other people to share love and light on their story and to give something that I know someone else probably can absolutely benefit from. So I don't even want to waste time. I want to use all of our time that we have here today to just to give our guests the opportunity. So I have with us today Kiana. She is coming in from New York. We're going to talk about the Tony Rose Foundation. We're going to highlight some very, very important, important issues in our community and talk about how we can come together and support each other and support her in her endeavor and make sure that she knows that, that she's not by herself and not alone. So Kiana, what's up? Welcome to the Grief Fully Podcast. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Jay Nicole. Super, super excited to be here. So I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, listen, we we talked before I was on your podcast, which was an awesome opportunity for me. And I told you once I got everything figured out how to conduct these remote interviews and just get it, get it moving. And then I started getting more into in-studio, then COVID happened. And it, I just, you know, have been having more remote interviews. And I'm like, I definitely have to get you on here. So Let's get into it. I know, unfortunately, you've lost your mother, you've lost your grandmother, and I know there were some grim circumstances, some unanswered parts of the loss when it comes to your mother. So let's just get into it where you feel comfortable. Sure. So my name is Kiana Hines. Um, I'm a nurse. I'm a mom, a daughter on top of it all. Um, I lost my mom in 2018, in June 2018. Um, I, my situation is a little bit different because I actually lost my grandmother first in May. And we, uh, we're from the islands, Caribbean islands, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And we decided to go down, of course, to bury grandma. So this was like a big, you know, event. You know, one of your uh, monarchs pass away. You know, this is something that we've all been unfortunately waiting for it's like a little family reunion in a sense so as much as we go we were going down with grief it was still like excitement and happiness that we were all going to be together um granny passes away we bury her and then my mom because she was retired at the time decided to stay in the islands um in the caribbean they usually have carnival every summer so it was around carnival time <clears throat> that we were there so she decided to stay enjoy the carnival because well, she's rushing back to Brooklyn for the, you know, right. be in the hot sun. I'm like, all right, no problem. We decided to let her go. So it was super awkward. I have a daughter too. When we left her at the airport, honestly, I remember me even saying, just come on the plane. Like, just, what are you doing? Like, you know, just come back. Like, just come home. It's going to be me. And she was like, no, no. And I'm like, it was just an awkward, awkward situation. Not knowing that that was going to be actually like the last time I'm going to see her, you know, wow. uh, maybe a week 
or two later, yeah, I was home probably like two weeks. I got a call, frantic call from a cousin saying that uh, my uncle, where we were residing in St. Vincent's, the house was broken into and my mom was murdered. Um, apparently there was supposed to be, you know, with a robbery supposedly, but nothing was taken. Um, now this of course turned my life upside down, yeah. right? Cause it was like, okay, I just left her and she was in the company of family, you know, in a whole different Island. My mom was a U.S. citizen. Okay. So I just want to make that clear. Uh, she was a U.S. citizen. Technically she was going back, you know, home to bury her mom. So how could this just happen like that? Um, top of that, my family in the Island seemed to be a little bit more established. So they have, you know, higher level um, of speaking to people. We have like a lot of government officials and things like that, just to show uh, the type of power that, that, you know, is in my family. So you would think, um, considering like a family member of a governmental official has just been murdered, yeah. it would be more of a heightened, um, you know, search party or a heightened level of anxiety to get this going or something like that. No, it was the total opposite. Uh, it was literally swept under the rug, wow. you know, and that's the term I've been using. And that's like the best way I can sort of describe it. Um, from June, it's been a whirlwind. You know, I've been trying to reach out to people, different organizations and things like that. Uh, that's when I realized that there is no actual government organization um, formed for death of U.S. citizens abroad. Oh, wow. And then that's when it started to, you know, twinkle for me that, okay, I need to do some more research. You know what I mean? Like, what's the next step? You know, um, I started up the foundation, more sort of bring awareness. And from for originally, I'm not even going to front, it was for my help, because I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, as far as the government out there, the government here is a lot of he say, she say, who, who's supposed to do this? Who's supposed to do that? Um, I did some research so I can share with you of what the actual steps are supposed to be and where I actually stopped. So, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, before you, before you get into that, I just want to kind of backtrack a little bit there. If, if we can just as far as, you know, getting that call and then having to process, cause you were here in the United States and you get that call about your mother, you know, passing away. Did you go then from New York out there like immediately or like what was that process like? Because I just couldn't imagine not being able to instantly just get to the situation. Right. Well, I knew I wasn't going back there. <laughs> so it was the opposite for me. Um, I knew I wasn't going back there and I felt like my safety was in jeopardy. Mm. Um, whoever, you know, did this or whatever was around it. I didn't see me going there, was going to get anywhere, especially the fact that I wasn't even getting the assistance from the people that were there that was supposed to be helping me along this route. Like, so I'm gonna go back there to get off a plane and then, you know, no, no one will go pick me up and next thing you know, my hair chest. Like, yeah, no, I, did, no, I didn't no, even think that, about that. You know? I didn't even think about that part of it, that yeah. that fear or but just yes, the so unknown. The, oh, yeah. man. Of course, the first, like my brother was the opposite. My brother was ready to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> Like in the military <laughs> down there and I'm like let's think about this and figure out what the heck is going on you know so that was definitely um my first job just to wait let's see how we're gonna regroup because I'm not gonna do this and I definitely knew I did not want her to stay there as far as her body so I definitely wanted her to come home 
Okay, so, so then you made the arrangements to, to then take care of everything here in the United States. So you just brought her back here. Okay. Well, she was married. Okay. Okay. So that makes sense, man. I am sorry to hear that. That just and it's like we've we've been connecting for so long, and I just didn't really know the full story. And so I again, it's not like a pity party, yeah. right? Like I we're we're in this grief together but at the same time my heart definitely goes out in that in that situation and not being able to get those answers and then feeling like I guess it's like a couple of losses right because people who you thought you knew or could trust and I'm not trying to you know start like a family beef or anything but no, like you know not even but yeah so and you know in grief like considering yes this was a very tragic and you know different way for my mom to go but you know in grief even if they pass you know naturally a lot changes the people that were there for you or you know probably was you know there as a pillar for that person you think it's going to be that same type of vibe for you no you know it's a whole different thing now you know johnny's gone that was johnny's friend you can't ask you know johnny's friend to take you to the store johnny's not here he was taking you and johnny to the store you know Mm. so imagine you know in a traumatic type of world flip upside down thing you know what I mean um definitely not to trigger any type of family beef or not but it's it's it was an eye-opener to see how people would react you know what I mean in this type of situation because my mom was such a given woman you know we were in the islands lat the year before that we probably were there three times you know somebody's birthday Christmas you know Caribbean um carnival time my mom worked hard. She had a, she was a social worker, always picking up extra jobs. You know what I mean? We traveled often. She made it work, you know, Mm -hmm. but her family was her priority. So it was always like, let's go, let's give, let's give. And then to see all of this happen. And then I don't get an increment back. Naya going to be introduced to the Tony Rose foundation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? I feel you, but at least something, uh, something good came from it. But at the same time, did you has that changed how your relationships are with not just your family but just people in general like I'm just curious because I was thinking about that recently about if grief changes you if it reveals you like what what does it actually do and so I'm just curious if that changed how you look at just people or like maybe you're not as giving as you normally would have been had this not happened definitely um I my mom had a heart big heart I had a big I have a big heart too so before her passing, of course, going dealing with relationships, people, big heart to give, to give, to give, you're going to get burnt. So I've gotten burnt so many times, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But seeing my mom, you know, get like really burnt was like, okay, this is ice on the cake. I'm definitely, you know, not going to continue doing, you know, going this route. And then for lack of a better word, mommy, I'm sorry, but ending up like her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she literally gave till the literal end, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then it's like, dang, not even an increment back. No, no, no. We're going to have to change this. So I've done a total 360 since then. I've kept a lot to myself. Mm-hmm. I focused on me and my daughter. You know, I grinded. I'm, I moved out of Brooklyn because I needed that space. I saw this. I li- we were from Flatbush. She lived there. We lived there all our lives. So I needed to get out of that element because mm-hmm. I now I'm the girl whose mom got murdered, you know, in Flatbush. You know what I mean? Because my everybody knew my mom. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my mom was a social worker in the community. I worked. I'm a, I'm a nurse in the field in the community. I needed to get out of that element. You know what I mean? Like 
and I grinded and I, I got out. Like me and my daughter, we, I got a house, I moved, like, you know, so it's like a success, a success story. So, yeah. And that's beautiful though. And that's where I definitely want to commend you because you, first of all, it's a couple of things you talked about that are very important in grief is changing, changing that surrounding, changing your settings. I mean, it's something also that when I was, I'm sober, so I, I don't drink alcohol, but when I was doing that, they always talk about needing to change your nouns and like your people, place and things in order for you to be able to, to grow into that. So I can also see how that is beneficial when it comes to grief. Like I, I wouldn't want to walk to the store or wherever and people would be like, oh, you know, you know, feeling like that, like everyone knows your not it's not just secret but like your experience or you know your pain that happened and it's just kind of like ah like I'd rather you know talk about that if I want to talk about it or share it with whomever and not just have to yeah I definitely get you on that so back back to the organization or just like the part of it where we can highlight and bring awareness to Mm -hmm. that aspect of it and for uh, those of us who don't know so where are you in terms of not to say like the case, but because I don't know if if it is a case or if you're trying to get it to that point or or just yeah, sorry. So, um, what research? What the first step is usually you get when when a citizen dies uh, abroad, you have to get like a report, right? Uh, U.S. citizens death of U.S. citizens abroad report, and um, there's a consular, like a consular or U.S. embassy consulate office. Yeah that does that so that's about it that's that's it that's <laughs> it i mean literally i got a paper stating that she passed you know as far as this one organization um the u.s embassy consulate office they stating that she passed away this that, and the other um that's about it i i did my own research out here and i've actually um met with a few government officials out here okay. Eric adams office uh in brooklyn um, it's still working with me here and there. They have been trying to find different outlets for me to go go to to try to um, bring this together. But like I said, there is no actual government entity yet. You know what I mean? So when these things happen, like just like with the DR incidents, remember with all those yeah. people that were dying in the Dominican Republic, there were a few issues in Jamaica a few times that like people went on vacation. There's Aruba, all of those missing people, things that just sort of like, further away they yeah. literally just get this report saying that the patient you know patient sorry <laughs> still the nurse hat <laughs> i know you've been getting a lot of unfortunately probably a lot of that reports yeah <laughs> crazy and i work for hospice so that's a whole different ball game but um i just don't know how to stop the cycle so that's where i'm at that's like my main main goal like how do we try to you know raise raise awareness um raise funding so that we can you know, form some type of, you know, alliance, some type of organization that can assist these people, you know, let's go out there, let's open up these cases, you know, let's go back and do, do some research. These are U.S. citizens at the end of the day, regardless if you go on vacation or not, don't, you know, you should be worth something. Yeah, you know? no, true. So that's what I was trying to see. So you're, are you trying to open, reopen your mom's case or you're more focused on forming something that can help other people's cases, not other people's stories as well. So both because dun, 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 when you search my mom's uh, case on, if you, there's a website that you go on that you can actually check to see uh, death of U.S. citizens abroad oh, wow. uh, for the year. Uh, my mom is not there. My mom is not even listed on there. 
But in seven hundred, um, in two thousand eighteen, seven hundred twenty-four uh, Americans did die from unnatural causes while abroad. My mom is not one of those people because that's not what's listed on the report. But I know she died. So if I, if it was one of me, you know, I, you know what I mean? Like it got to be other. It got to be more. Yeah. Like it's like Corona. It's like it's, you know it's got to be more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, both to to that question, both. Yeah, me trying to at least start a case for my mom. Um, and also, you know, help people that have a case going on and sort of stuff like me. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, I just don't know how you, well, you're smiling so much and you have such an upbeat <laughs> personality despite all of that, because the, the PS2 is you don't really have any answers and yeah. you're, you're having to move on. Do you feel like that's hindering you or you just, it seems like you're navigating around it, but just being able to because this is the thing I know people who have had people pass away and I had someone in my life too where I I still try to figure out like what what exactly happened like I don't know and for quite some time it kept me stuck it kept me just feeling like I I just kind of like I don't know did this happen do I think that happened and it just kind of caught me up for a little while like did it you think maybe it kept you stuck early or on or do you still feel like that turmoil well, and I think we need to stop saying stuck too. I've been trying to change stuck out of my vocabulary, but it's hard. You got to find a good synonym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, good question. Good question. At this point, I, I mean, I don't feel stuck as far as my me pushing forward with trying to, you know, get justice. Um, because I feel like that's something God is sort of instilling in me. Sort of maybe like with you with the podcast, you sort of like you have to do it in right. a sense. Yes. Like, damn it. Like, you gotta. <laughs> yes. Stop like pulling that. on me. I don't feel yeah, like yeah. it today. Like, yeah. I hear you. So, is that that's there? Um, as far as knowing what exactly happened to my mom, I don't think I'm stuck on that because I feel like I've come to the realization that I may not ever really know. You know what I mean? Yes, someone hurt her. You know what I mean? I got the details behind that. Okay, X, Y, Z. But I feel like there was something so much bigger behind it. Um, I don't think I may ever get the answer to that. But if I can help somebody else, you know what I mean? I think that's the bigger goal. You know, like, I think that's where my, my closure is. You know, like, all right, this can't go on. Like, how many? I couldn't believe I looked up 720. And then the fact that my mom wasn't even on there is like, okay, so you know it's more than that. Like, right, exactly. Who's this going on? Like, a corona came and sort of like, you know, <laughs> dismantled a lot. Yeah, for um, sure. I was actually going to originally start it up with asking for donations and things like that. Um, but I sat back and I just want support. So, my like, my goal is if I can get 500 signatures, um, and I can go back to Eric Adams' office in a meeting and say, look, I got 500 people that want to see a change in the way the government is handling this. You know, like, we want to get education about when we go away, our safety is okay. Why, when I go to Cancun, I may be drinking. I should not worry about, you know, somebody about to chop my head off and then y'all not trying to come get me? Like, yeah. what's up? Like, yeah. <laughs> it should not go down like that. Right. You know, we are, I mean, granted, this corona thing has definitely showed us where america stands in society you feel me like we obviously are not the the, the richest the bougies we ain't smartest you know but if if i could make some type of difference or some type of change you know i feel like it, it'll be worth it so no definitely not we're, in vain like that so right we're here to, and that's powerful 
that is powerful. One that you want to focus on helping. You said like the bigger picture and accepting just what you can't change and, and moving on. So that's definitely powerful. And I thank you for that. And that's really important. So how could we like how could we sign to like I want to help get my audience and my following? Like how can we sign the, the petition for you? So go to TonyRoseFoundation.org. Um, I have the zip it up campaign on the little menus, click it, and then you can just sign up email. Um, hopefully as the months go in, I'm gonna continue giving out like education, little tips and do's and don'ts, you know, vacation tips and do's and don'ts and that even though we're on lockdown right now, like I said, my whole thing is flipped upside down. Right. So I'm trying to make it work. I hear you. <laughs> but at least if I could build up the momentum, you know what I mean? I know we're gonna open we gotta speak positively. So optimistically we're gonna be back and functioning. If next year, you know, if I could say, all right, we're locked down, God forbid it for a year. If by next year when I'm ready to actually go present this, I have like 2,000 signatures. That's going to be huge. You know what I mean? We're like, going to speak it into existence. I'm going to make sure that we, I'm going to drop the the website into my show notes here. I'm also yeah. going to just put it on my, my social media and just do what I can to make sure that we get you those 500 signatures and that we can rally behind you because you're doing amazing things. You're an amazing person. And like you said, you don't want your mother's life to go in vain and you want to make something good. So I definitely am going to get behind you. So you have our Thank support. You so no, you're very welcome. So before we get ready to wrap up the episode, I have a question for you and I, I ask all my guests this and I don't give heads up anymore. I just ask. So if you had to choose a color for your grief, what would it be and why? That's a good one. As I look at the walls, the colors of my walls. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking gold. Gold, definitely gold. Um, it's vibrant, you know, shimmery, but then it has that like tone to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it looked like it's about to rust, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the rusting part is probably me, like, you know, on my worst days. And then the shining part, you know, shiny gold is me trying to push through it, you know, turn the negative into the positive and at least give as much as I can so that I don't turn rusty. Ooh, that was a good one. Mic drop, Queen. I'm like, I'm like, look, I didn't say we was doing an open mic. I just asked you a question. That's dope. I love that. I love that. Man, listen, you are an amazing person and I do want to also you know, just give you the opportunity. If there's anything you would say to someone who's been in your shoes or someone that's in a similar situation or just experienced that loss. And I know also you work, you're a nurse, you work in hospice. So unfortunately right now, I'm sure you're around a lot of death and loss. And thank you for being on the front lines. I said that to you the other day and I really mean that. What would you say to them if you just can say a couple of lines, a few sentences to, to that person? Um, don't give up hope. Um, cause it's a lot going on in the, in the world and a lot you can take in, but I feel like if you can just keep hope in the center and just know that things will get better, it will get better. You know, your mindset, we got to focus on our mind through this whole Corona thing besides eating, our, you know, eating right and our herbs and stuff like that. But we have to mentally be okay. And it starts with believing that everything will be okay. You know what I mean? So hope. Don't give up hope. That's, that's, that's it right big, there. Um, hope girl. So you, mom, you said your mom called you hope girl? No, I said she was a hope girl. Oh, she was a hope girl. Uh, that's, that's beautiful. We definitely got to continue to keep hope. 
So I want to bounce to our love and memory segment. It's a part of our show that is very, very important to me to humanize and show love to our loved ones, those that have gone on before us and that they're they're gone, but absolutely not forgotten. And so this week, our in love and memory segment is going to be dedicated to Miss Tony Rose, your lovely mother. And, and I'm sure that she's certainly proud of you, but we definitely want to continue to extend our condolences and our sympathy to you on your journey. And yeah, we just want to say in love and memory to your mom, Tony Rose. Thank you so much for having me on here. This is so no. dope. Listen, you are you are very welcome. You are always welcome on my platform. Anything I could do to help you out, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Guys, I will put the information in my show notes and, and anything that I'm posting, our videos or so forth on social media, I'll make sure I tag you and then everyone can follow you. And, and we're going to rally behind you with this thing and continue to thank you for the, the things that you're doing out there in the world because, my God, I going to ShopRite is a task. And so I couldn't imagine every day what you have to do and and deal with and and you're doing it. And so we thank you for that. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Guys, listen, it's been another episode of Gratefully Podcast. You already know, I want you guys to follow me, hang out with me over on Instagram at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Guys, till next time, you already know, love and light. Peace. Peace.